0: feeling the pressure today because it's open line friday (laughs) on the The weather Weather jazz podcast and andre will be spinning the amazing tale of his search (laughs) for uncle arthur's barometer Well, this is going to be an interesting episode. At least I hope so. And happy Friday. (laughs) Ha ha, we made it. Wow, what an interesting weather week, too. Well, welcome to Weather Jazz. This is a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, astronomy, geology, all of the other ologies that you can think of. And periodically, some interesting off topic episodes that today are kind of sort of weather related, but I'm actually going to be telling a story and more on that in just a second. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number one hundred and ninety nine. Wow, for Friday, June 4th, 2021. So you know what that means. Obviously, the next episode is a big one. It's a big landmark, number 200. Wow, this is great stuff. And I want to thank all of you that are listening to this podcast from wherever you're tuning in, whether it's from California, Alaska, Hawaii, or whether it's Ohio or Michigan or Florida, or anywhere around the world, and we do have downloads from all over the place. Thank you very much for making Weather Jazz and Season 2 so, so hugely successful. Way over 42,000 downloads and listens, and I sure do appreciate that. And today I'm going to do something kind of special. In just a second, I'm going to be starting to read a very small chapter from my book, The Extra Mile. And there's a reason for that. The reason is in my new production studio, which is still a work in progress, you'll see a little piece of it on the website weatherjazz.com, episode number 199. But not quite there. I'm actually in the production studio now because enough of it is here and enough of my equipment is here so that it really ups the game in terms of uh, audio quality, makes it much more pleasant to listen to. There's no room echo. There's no slapback. It's just a great place for me to close the door and be sequestered from everyone in the house. There can be all kinds of crazy things going on in the house, and in this room, I essentially won't hear it. It's a wonderful thing. It's also a peaceful place for me to do my Bible study in the morning and some morning prayer time. This is going to be eventually what many would call a prayer closet. It's not a closet, it is a room that is converted into an audio production room. But this room is so quiet, you close the door, and suddenly there are no distractions. It's wonderful. And once everything is done, once I have my new custom built workstation arriving, uh, and I'm actually planning on interviewing the gentleman that is building it for me, he has been a long, long time friend since 1978. His story, by the way, is in The Extra Mile, a book, the book that I wrote, my first one, in 2011. Uh, and uh, at any rate, he's a just a wonderfully fascinating individual, multi-talented, and uh, when he comes out and delivers my desk, we're going to have him on Weather Jazz maybe for a couple of episodes. At any rate, uh, the book The Extra Mile that I'm actually holding in my hand, I'm going to read from today, but I am going to give away this book. This one that I'm holding, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do this just yet. I'm going to give it a little bit of thought, Uh, but at the end of today's podcast, I will be sharing how you can get a hold of this copy completely free. I'll send it to you. But we'll probably use the Weather Jazz podcast audience connect line, the telephone number two three four five two five five eight eight eight, to do this. And uh, don't call now. Find out what exactly it is that I am going to be doing in order to put this book up for grabs, so it can be yours. If you don't have it, great. Let me send it to you. It tells you all about me, but not about me per se it's not an autobiography rather it is an autobiographical timeline and the timeline pays homage and honor to the people that who have in my life invested so much to make me who i am today and uh, so by getting to know those people and one of them is my uncle arthur and we're going to find out who this uncle arthur is in just a second At any rate, by looking at the people that invested in my life, you can get a very good idea what makes me tick and what I am grateful for. So we'll take a short break as we wait for summer. By the way, it's going to be heating up as we push into the weekend, mid-80s, upper 80s. Maybe, maybe early next week we could touch 90. Officially, we have yet to hit 90 degrees. So we'll keep an eye out for that as we begin to warm up, but make sure that your air conditioning system works because I suspect that we'll be using it going into the weekend and beyond. And uh, so there's a quick little forecast for you as you uh, get ready for me to take a quick break. We'll take that break. And when we come back, I'm going to start reading from The Extra Mile about my Uncle Arthur and his barometer. (music) We're back on this Open Line Friday. Again, I'm going to be reading to you from my 2011 book, The Extra Mile, A Celebration of People. And this occurs pretty early in the book. It's Chapter 2, which is entitled Probability 100%. Obviously, a play on the probability of precipitation. In this case, it was 100% apparent that I had... a a career path already chosen very, very early in life. That happens a lot with meteorologists that I have come to know, grow up with, and study with over the years. And this comes from page 21, the first person I cover in Chapter 2 called Probability 100%, and it's subtitled Uncle Arthur. Arthur Langlois married my father's sister, Irene. My grandfather, Damas, owned a farm property between New Bedford and Lakeville and had my father work the farm at a very young age. It was mainly an egg and chicken farm. The work was arduous, but it had advantages. Nonetheless, it was not the kind of work for which my father had a passion, so he had no long-term interest in the farm at all. After Arthur married Irene, he agreed to purchase the farm and to make it his livelihood. My earliest recollections of Uncle Arthur and Aunt Irene was when he remodeled and expanded the house on the farm. In order to get there, you had to travel down a half-mile-long dirt road well away from the main road. The farm itself was well landscaped with small rolling hills filled with a vibrant green lawn. Their house stood on the top of the largest hill and overlooked the farm, with the chicken coop about 100 yards to the north. My father used to love to tell stories about how there was no electricity running to the house back when he manned it in the 1930s, and how dark it got after sundown. Earlier in the evening, my father had stumbled upon some foxfire, a type of fungus that emits light, much like the chemical light from a firefly. Fascinated by the bright glowing clumps, he collected a large handful and brought them back to the farmhouse and placed them on the wood floor before he grew tired and turned in for the night. My grandfather intended to pay him a visit that night to see how everything was going. When he entered the dark house, all he saw was a scattering of what he thought were glowing embers on a wood floor. Without delay, he began stomping on the fox fire in hopes to snuff it out. Instead, the foxfire grew more luminescent as it crushed under his feet while spreading quickly throughout the room. My father was awakened to the sounds of someone stomping their feet like a madman. He quickly found out that it was his father trying to extinguish embers that were as cold as the floor on which they were spreading. That farmhouse had come a long way since the 1930s. By the time my brother and I were born, it was a stunning house on a hill, beautifully decorated and filled with my uncle and aunt's distinctive, joyful laugh. They were childless, but loved my brother and me as if we were theirs. We later found out that my parents had entrusted them as our guardians in their will if anything ever happened to them. While we were all grateful that the option was never needed, it was a wonderful choice. While the majority of his living was made in the egg farming business, he also loved gardening. Living on a farm gave him all the room in the world to design and maintain any kind of garden that he could conjure up in his mind. Every year, we marveled at his meticulous garden. The produce that came from it had a dimension that grocery store produce aisles would never contain. After all, it was fresh and organic. The corn was never more than minutes from the garden to the pot of boiling water. The tomatoes were still warm from the sun by the time they were sliced and on our plates for dinner. Everyone should have that experience at least once in their lives. Being the farmer that he was, weather was always important to him. Like me, Uncle Arthur was familiar with every television meteorologist in both Providence and Boston markets, and he had his favorites, most of whom were mine as well. Countless times, our family sat around his living room for a visit. In the cool months, sense of wood burning permeated the place as he always had an inviting fire going in the fireplace. As the wood popped and mixed with the sounds of conversation, invariably, Uncle Arthur and I would talk about the weather for hours on end. It was a monopoly of the conversation that went far deeper than surface weather talk. We talked about long-term patterns, weather theory, and took apart specific weather phenomenon. He would often raise his eyebrows in surprise when I elaborated on something he had never heard before. Uncle Arthur's favorite weather instrument, a beautiful, sleek, and modern German-made barometer, prominently and faithfully informed him of impending weather changes before the 6 o'clock weather casts. The barometer was a special order item for which my aunt saved a long time, so it had special meaning well beyond being one of the most sensitive barometers I had ever seen. Invariably, he and I would always walk over to check the air pressure at least a couple of times with every visit, talking about the implications of what we observe. Decades later, I was asked if there was anything that I wished to inherit after their passing. I asked that if they had no plans for his barometer, I would love to find a special place for it in our home. They were delighted with my request. Not long after, first my Uncle Arthur, then my Aunt Irene passed away. In the chaos that followed that difficult time period, the barometer that had such special meaning to me vanished. No one seemed to know what happened to it. While no one could ever take away the investment of time and the love that they gave to my brother and me— I was still disappointed that the token of the mutual passion that Uncle Arthur and I shared would not hang on my wall. Some years later, I surfed eBay to see what kinds of barometers people were selling. There were literally hundreds for sale. I looked at each one. Near the end of the listing, my eyes snapped to one of the thumbnail images on the bottom. It looked like my Uncle Arthur's barometer. After opening that particular auction and taking a closer look, there it was. I was convinced it was his barometer. The seller lived in Michigan, and I was naturally curious where he had acquired it. After repeated emails asking him about the particulars, I received no response whatsoever. Not wanting to let it go, I made a bid that no one could match. I did win the auction, and a week later, received the barometer, safe and sound, and working like it did when it was hanging on their wall. Events like that make me marvel even more than pondering the parting of the Red Sea for the Israelites. We serve a God who is interested right down to the very details of our lives and can easily arrange a phenomenal event like that. To this very day, memories of cozy evenings at their farmhouse flood my mind every time our family starts a fire in the fireplace. There is something about the smell of wood burning and the sound of sap popping that will forever bring my Uncle Arthur's familiar chuckle into my ears as if he was sitting right next to me. And that is the story of my uncle's barometer, a barometer that you can see. I've posted a couple of pictures on weatherjazz.com, episode number 199 if you'd like to see it. It used to be in our basement, but now that I'm in a new production studio, I thought it very appropriate to relocate that barometer in a place that I would be spending quite a bit of time. And uh, so I'm checking it. Every time I check it, I think of the times that he and I would come and tap the glass and uh, see what direction the barometer was going. And uh, so it is still serving me well. What a story and what a God we serve, without a doubt. Well, in my hands right now, and I've even posted a picture of me holding – The book from which I read just moments ago, it's on weatherjazz.com, episode number 199. This is the book that I am going to make available to you. And here's what we're going to do. I want you to call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. Again, the number is 234-525-5888. But what I need for you to tell me is the most creative thing you've ever done in the summertime. We're now in the summer. We're in June, July, August, meteorological summer. And so dig through your memory. And it could be a recent memory, or it could be a memory from your childhood, or maybe one of your earliest memories, what comes to mind as one of your favorite summertime memories? Tell me about it in about sixty to ninety seconds. And when you do, please remember tell me who you are and how I can get in touch with you. Don't worry, I'm not going to put that information on the podcast. But at the tail end, or even at the very, very beginning, please let me know uh, what your name and Either email address or telephone number. Telephone number will probably work the best so that I can call you if I pick you as the winner of this book. Again, I'm looking for your fondest memories of, or memory, one, uh, your favorite one of summer, June, July, and August. And it can be a recent one or something from deep in your childhood, whatever it uh, is. And I'll uh, pick the one that uh, really resonates. I want you to call right now, 234-525-5888. That information is on the website, weatherjazz.com, along with uh, what I'm looking for And I will pick one person to receive the copy of the extra mile. And I'll let you know who that is sometime next week. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, by word of mouth, over the fence, however it is you chat with your neighbors and friends and family. And special thanks to those of you that continue to partner to support Weather Jazz. What I'm going to do is somebody suggested, hey, why don't you reserve telling everybody what the list is every Friday instead of every single episode. I think that's a good idea. And perhaps I will put a list of those people on the website, weatherjazz.com, in a new tab that says supporters or thank you or something like that. Uh, We'll do something along those lines. But it is Friday, so... Let me tell you that my supporters are from Tennessee, Andrea Rich, from Florida, Bill Martin, from Ohio, Rose Moore, Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya and Dale Osborne, and from Vermont, Victoria Singer. Again, I'd love to add your name to that list. It's easy to become a supporter, and you'll find the links at the bottom of every episode in the show notes at weatherjazz.com. If you are listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps available, remember to subscribe. That way you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And if that podcast app allows you to offer a review, we certainly would love for you to do that, too, because that helps to get the word out, too. People read those reviews, and if you give us five stars, they will be more likely to become weather jazz listeners if you're in the cleveland ohio area or you plan to visit or simply traveling through you can catch my 5 p.m and 7 p.m weekday weather segments on wjw television fox 8 or online live at fox8.com i have also provided a fox8 live tab at the top of weatherjazz.com you can go there Click on the player and give me a peek. And remember that 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. time is in the Eastern Time Zone in the USA. Well, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, a brand new week. And, wow, it's going to be episode number 200. Absolutely mammoth. I'm looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay cool. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.